Good morning, Harbor City Church. How's everybody doing today? I'll try that again. How's everybody doing today? All right. All right. Well, I'm here with my beautiful wife, Jennifer. Doesn't she look beautiful today? Is that kind of a burn? Was that like, doesn't she look good today? Or she looks good every day, so. All right. My name is Cameron. This is my wife, Jennifer. We are the new youth pastors here, and we get to share with you this morning our 2020 vision for the youth of Harbor City Church. How many of you know that God loves the youth and the students in this house? Come on. (laughs) Pastor Doug and Lois this morning, they are in Oak Harbor, Washington at Life Church with Pastor Michael Hurley. Pastor Michael Hurley uh, actually helped to lead me to the Lord and baptized me. And I got to spend 10 years uh, ministering with him. I was his youth pastor as well, an associate pastor. And we got to go to London together and Greece and Uganda and Veracruz, Mexico. And so I know they're just having a blast up, up north today. So you get Jennifer and me today. So we'll, we'll do what we can. It'll be good. All right. So we're the new youth pastors here, and uh, this morning we're going to share with you our vision for that. We have been working with an amazing team of leaders here, and our goal this year is to see, this year, 2020, 50 students meeting weekly. Come on, can you guys agree with me for that? And then when we get there, not if, right, we're talking faith now, when we get there, we're going to move on to 75 and 100 and 150. We're just going to keep going and going and going. How many of you know that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to everlasting life. So that is our desire. We're going to be studying the word together. We're going to be uh, worshiping together, eating food together, and having a lot of fun together. Let my wife introduce herself as well. Yes, it is a privilege to uh, be with all of you guys today and just have a chance to share our heart uh, for the youth of this house for this year and this new season. Um, as Cameron, Cameron had said before, we have had some experience in some other churches and some other ministries. And as God has brought us here, I can't tell you the excitement that has risen inside of us and the, the, um, the faith that's risen inside of us for here in the harbor for what God has for you here for such a time as this. And what a privilege it is to be serving alongside of you guys to fulfill that vision. We are very excited. We love Harbor City Church. I love the multi-generational spirit that's here, the the heart of our pastors for reaching different, all the generations, no one being left behind, loving everyone with faith and loving them through their season from young to old. It's such a value to me and Cameron and this church, and I'm so, um, I'm, I'm blessed by it. I'm really blessed by it. I love it. And so with our vision, our desire here at Harbor City Church is that we would live love and look more like Jesus so that our world will want more of him. Well, Cameron and I's heart and our awesome team that we're working with with the youth is that our our students, our young people would live, love, and look more like Jesus so their world will want more of him here in the harbor. And so I'd like to present to you our new name change for our youth ministry.
We're very excited. So here at Harbor City Church, we have Harbor City Youth, and we have City Kids. So we have that three-tier connection of talking, meeting all the needs of the generations that we have here represented. What a powerful place to be, just to be used by God to touch people. So we are very excited. Cameron and I, our heart really is um, to be bridge builders, to build a bridge between um, cultures, generations, uh, to, from circumstances to faith, and um, really connecting the God, our Heavenly Father, and the young people, and making sure that there is a clear path on how to get there. It's not about religion, but it's relationship, and letting them have an experience with their creator, having an experience with their heavenly father. It's not just a church isn't um, a building, but it's people. And we really value, we're very excited about putting those values of the love for the church into the young people and building that bridge between the generations also, valuing those younger than them, valuing looking up to those older than them, and understanding who they are in Christ and their place in the church. So we're really excited to join with you as we touch the youth of Grace Harbor and work together to create um, a real positive, faith-filled environment. Amen. Give her a hand. Doesn't she do such a great job? How many of you would like to hear her speak again sometime? Absolutely. I'll put in a good word for you. Again, I know I know the pastors very well. Amen. So I'm going to share with you right now what I see for our youth. But before I do that, I want to share a quick scripture. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 through 15 says, And the Lord said to Abram, this is Abraham, this is God actually changed Abram's name to Abraham. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Where are you right now? Can you locate yourself? Where are you relationally right now? Where are you spiritually right now? Where are you in your career right now? Where are you in your life right now? And he says, Abram, uh, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Look northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Now watch this. For all the land which you see, I give you. Come on. Is that a powerful statement or what? You must see before you possess. What do you see? Now I'm going to share with you what, what I see for the youth, but I'm just to personalize this for you, what do you see? What do you see for your relationships? What do you see for your spirituality? What do you see for your finances? What do you see for your career? What do you see for your family? What do you see? The land that I see, I give you. We must see the destination so that when we, we know when we arrive. Amen. And I always think Abraham must have, would have liked at the time, maybe had a helicopter, although I don't think he had any uh, schema for what a helicopter was. But he'd get high up enough and he'd be able to look out and he could see more and more and more. What do you see? Now, I'm going to share you what I see for the youth because we need to see clearly. We need to have 20-20 vision. We need to have uh, the, the eye of the Lord. The Bible says, write the vision and make it plain that he may run who reads it. Yet, though it is yet for an appointed time, wait for it. It will surely come. Come on, we believe that God gives vision and God wants us to fulfill vision. What do I see for our students, for Harbor City Youth? 
I see students on fire for God with arms raised in passionate worship. Can you see that with me? Come on, we will reproduce after our kind. It begins with us, doesn't it, people? I see students becoming leaders in the church and leading Bible studies. Can you see that too? Didn't Pastor Will do such a great job doing the baptism service this morning? And that, that young man, I think, believe his name was Gavin. What a great job. But how many of you know that Pastor Will is not going to be baptizing forever? And Pastor Doug does a great job pastoring and Pastor Lois, but they won't be here forever. And Jennifer and I are going to be the most awesome youth pastors you've ever seen. But we won't be here forever. Now, I'm not prophesying myself out of a position. I've only been here for four months. And Jimmy's in the back, and Jimmy, Jimmy, you do a great job speaking, but Jimmy, you're not going to speak for, forever. Amen. But guess what? Our next generation of leaders, baptizers, speakers, pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, the next leaders in, are sitting with us here today. I see that happening. I see students inviting their friends to church while they're at school. I see students answering the call of God on their lives to go into full-time ministry and on to Bible college. I see students discovering their God-given purpose in life and fulfilling their destiny as doctors, lawyers, mechanics, drivers, electricians, entrepreneurs, teachers, etc. Give the Lord a hand. Come on. It's not just those that are involved in full-time ministry that God is calling. God has a destiny and a purpose for everyone in here, especially the, not especially the youth, and the youth too, but you as well. I see students be, uh, making a decision to live a life of purity. Come on. The Bible says, be holy because I am holy, says the Lord. I see students praying and interceding for their family and friends to know the Lord. I gave my life to Jesus at 23 years old and... Actually, I was so inspired. I, uh, I read the Bible, and I, just, I read where it said, those who, those who believe and are baptized will be saved. And I actually went into my bathroom. I think I turned the lights off, filled my bathtub with water, and lit a candle for a little ambiance, and I baptized myself. <laughs> and I talked with Pastor Michael. He said, dude, that's great, but let's do more of a public testimony. That was one thing I did. Another thing I did was I just began to pray for all my family. No one taught me. Nobody said, hey, here's the 20 points on fasting and prayer and intercession and do this and do that. No, it was just in my heart to do. And my family began to come into the house of the Lord. And I had the privilege of baptizing my younger brother, Adam, which was one of the great privilege, privileges of my life. I see students praying and interceding for their family and friends to know the Lord. I see their wounds being healed. How many of you know that? Pain is real. And maybe some people don't have stitches or scars on the outside, but sometimes there are internal wounds, internal bruises. But I see the youth. I see them getting healed by the, the hand of the Lord. I see them smiling and having fun while doing life together. How many of you know that church should be a fun place to be? We believe in that. I see them growing in their knowledge of the Bible and in their personal relationship with Jesus. I see students who love the church. How many of you know that the church is not a man-made idea? God invented the church. God made the church. We're called the called out ones. The church, the people are, of God are God's idea. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves one with another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Watch this, parents. You, you might like this one. 
I see students who honor and respect their parents, guardians, and leaders. That is what we teach. That is what we believe. Honor your father and mother. It is the first commandment with a blessing. How many youth in here would say, I'd like to be blessed. I'd like the blessing of the Lord on my life. Come on. We, we believe in that. I got some parents raising their hands too. I see students of all ages, all colors, from all backgrounds hanging out together. I see students who are not afraid to dream, who believe that all things are possible to him who believes. We believe in dreaming beyond our own uh, personalities and abilities. God wants to put super on our natural and extra on our ordinary. I'm excited that I get to be a part of that and you get to be a part of that too. Can you give the Lord a hand clap today? There is a, cho a chosen generation among us, and we get to see what God will raise and spring up in this house, the next leaders, those with destiny and calling on their lives. Now, I also have another really cool announcement to make. This summer, for the first time, we are going to be offering a, a prime summer internship. It's through Portland Bible College. It is a six-week program for college credit for freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors. And we're going to be studying worldview, doctrine, discipleship. And some of the things that we'll be studying will be, now watch some of these course titles. The Bible on sexuality. How many of you think it would be good for our youth to know what the Bible says about sexuality? What about race and the church? That's sort of a hot topic, isn't it? What about this one, a, a course on identity? How I many of you know that the world has gotten a little confused, a lot confused, but we want to know who we are in Christ and who the Lord has made us to be. Parents, guess what? We're also with your youth going to be studying time management. You think that's relevant for today? Decision making. And we'll also be studying the Bible, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I have a short video uh, to show you. My name is Micah Brown. I'm Rebecca. My name is Balike. Hi, my name is Isabella. I'm Julia. My name is Vanessa. My name is Ezra. Ben Smith. They say a student internship, but I feel like it's more of an opportunity to learn more about God and learn how to implement the certain biblical standpoints into life. Everything you learn in Prime is something that you should know as a Christian. Growing up, becoming an adult, these are things that, that you should know and then eventually, hopefully, pass on to other people. It's not only life-changing for me, it's life-changing for everyone around you. Like, I always tell my mom and my sister everything I've learned, and simply, like, telling them everything I've learned and sharing what is going on in the classes has helped them with their relationship with God as well. Once you have an encounter with Jesus and you know who you are, it's, it's an extraordinary last a lot of time. It even changes your character. Like me as a person, I've already changed so much. And it's like made me more um, outgoing and just taking more big steps that I wouldn't normally take. It's really stretched me as a person and really stretched my belief system and thinking what as a Christian, like what, what are my beliefs? Do I have the right beliefs? Do I have the wrong beliefs? And just helping me understand as Christians and as leaders and youth in our society, should be and why we believe what we believe. This has been the best summer of my life. It's a lot of fun and I'm learning stuff that I never thought I would learn. I'm a better person because 
I've learned to reflect on my life through the biblical standpoints and uh, look at how I can implement a lot of the things that we learned into my life and how to manage time better and how to reach out to the right people and I feel like it's it's been really fun so yeah six week program meeting one day a week throughout the week we'll start with morning devotions and then move into bible study discussion time and wrapping it up with lunch all for 150 bucks per student for college credit at portland bible college there's actually four years worth of curriculum so if you started as a freshman you did the first year as a freshman college credit second year as a sophomore college credit and at the end of four years, you would have gone through basically four years of really awesome Bible study for four college credits. That is going to be awesome. And also, because we don't want to leave the parents out, we're going to offer this in the evenings as well for anyone post-high school. Same thing. We'll meet because I know many of you have jobs. It'll be a six-week program, meeting one day a week. And we'll start with dinner, and then we'll move into a time of uh, a learning and discussion. So it is going to be an awesome time. Parents, you are invited as well. Can you say amen? All right. Before I forget, we're launching youth tonight. <laughs> it's, our, it's our first meeting tonight. We're meeting here from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. There's going to be food. There's going to be worship. There's going to be word. There's going to be games. And so I invite all of you in middle school, high school, come here tonight at 630. All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. All right. You have some notes in front of you. Let's, let's move into that. How many of you know that this upcoming Friday we have some visiting ministers coming? Known prophets in the body of Christ. Saturday morning there's going to be, did I mention, a continental breakfast, which we're so excited about. How many of you are in your doing, been doing the 21 days of prayer and fasting? Some of you are hungry right now, but there's going to be a continental breakfast. All right. <clears throat> I'd like to share a scripture. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13 says this. Now, if I went a little earlier in the chapter, it says, When Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. These are called the ascension gifts because Jesus gave these when he was ascending. And it says, Jesus himself gave some, not everyone, some to be apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. How many of you know that we have a wonderful pastor in this house? And if you know Pastor Doug, he has a very evangelistic spirit. He is a, he is a gatherer. And Dan came up, Dan Gebhardt was up here this morning uh, sharing about the offering. And really, that was a, a wonderful teaching gift and operation. And there's also, there's also apostles. But how many of you know that there are prophets in the body of Christ as well? And we want to receive that ministry into our house. And it says, God gave us prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints. Who are the saints? Raise your hand if you're, you've asked Jesus into your heart, right? We're, we're the body of believers. We are the saints. And he, gave, and, he, and he gave these gifts for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. In your notes, the word equipping there actually means to perfect or mature. It also means complete furnishing. How many of you would like to be completely furnished? After I graduated from 
uh, Central Washington University at the age of 23 years old with a degree in ceramics. I knew that was going to happen. I, I knew I was going to get a little feedback. You should have seen my dad. My dad. My dad was a business owner. What are you, what are you majoring in? I'm majoring in ceramics. He wasn't that stoked about that. What am I talking about ceramics for? I don't even know. Hey, I actually went on to get a master's degree in art. And praise the Lord, there are things that you can do with an art degree for you creatives. And I actually get to teach at a couple Bible, uh, not a couple Bible colleges, a couple universities online. Anyways, I graduated at the age of 23. And I think I really was your definition of the starving artist. And I move into my pastor's parents' basement. They had just converted this basement. They had a little kitchenette. A little bathroom, there's a little bedroom, and uh, there was a living room. But in this living room, 23 years old, with a ceramics degree, no money, didn't even have a full-time job. And then Pastor Michael said, let's do a Bible, let's do a church internship, let's do it. I've got nothing anyways, let's just keep going. So my place was totally bare in the living room. I'd come in after work, I worked a couple days a week for my dad, I would sit down on the floor. I didn't even have a computer. I don't know if many people had a computer in those days. It was a long time ago. Well, lo and behold, after a, a, a couple of weeks or a month, somebody said, Cameron, would you like a couch? Yeah, I want a couch. It's, it's used. It's kind of ugly. I don't care. I'm tired of sitting on the floor. Give me the couch. Somebody said, Cameron, I've got, a, I've got a chair. Would you like a chair? Yeah, I want a chair for my living room. That's just got the little two-seater couch. I'd love somewhere else to sit. And lo and behold, after a while, my little unit, my little art unit, became fully furnished. How many of you know that God gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers so that we can be fully equipped, fully furnished in our lives? It's great to have the pastor and the evangelist, but we also are going to respect and honor and embrace the ministry of the prophet in this house so that we can be fully furnished. Amen. In your notes, three things to expect from a prophetic service. How many of you have been to prophetic meetings before? That's a really nice to see. It's really a special and amazing time. How many of you personally received from a prophetic ministry, received a word from God? That's so great. Three things to expect. Number one, it involves team ministry. 1 Timothy chapter 4, chapter 4 verse 14 says, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which, this is Paul talking to Timothy, which was given to you by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. That's the, that's the, uh, the body of, of ministers that are coming. This weekend, we're going to have Pastor Mark Cargill coming. Have you ever heard Pastor Mark Cargill speak before? My wife and I have a, a really great uh, relationship with Pastor Mark and his wife, Cheryl. It was 2010, and Pastor Mark told my wife and I, he said, we are going to move, Pastor Mark and his wife, Cheryl, are moving to Gilbert, Arizona to start a church, to do a church plant, Hope Church in Gilbert, Arizona, would you like to come? And I said, is the Pope Catholic? That's one of Pastor Mark's lines. I just wanted to use one of his lines. Go, guess what? The Pope is Catholic, and we wanted to go and do that. So we got to spend some time with Pastor Mark, who spent three years there getting a degree at Arizona State University and helping plant a wonderful church. So these are the, the ministers that will be coming, Pastor Mark Cargill, and also John John and his wife, Elena Wilkins, will be here. But looking at that verse, it says, don't neglect the gift that was in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands. Do you know that gifts can be and will be given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands? 
Amen. That, that service you'll see laying on of hands, and there will be some gifts deposited in your life. How many of you like gifts? How many of you like Christmas presents? How many of you like birthday presents? But how many of you like spiritual gifts as well? They're a good thing. They're a pure thing. They're a God thing. They're a holy thing. They're an amazing thing. They're a supernatural thing. And God wants to give gifts to each of us for the benefit of others. This morning, there has been, not just this morning, I have had a teaching gift deposited in me. And I get to share that gift. I don't, just so you know, I don't actually sit at home and teach myself all the time. My wife might think I teach, try to teach her a lot. But these gifts that we receive are for the benefit of others. So there will be, Tim, ministry. There will be divine deposit, divine impartation. Come on down so that you can receive from the Lord Every good and every perfect gift is from above, from above. God has good gifts for us. They're pure and they're perfect and they're awesome and they're excellent. Number two in your notes, it also involves a time of preparation. How many of you have been moving into that 21 days and you guys have been, have you guys been enjoying your, your uh, devotional plan that we've been reading? That book by Dave Patterson is amazing. I've been reading that book, and I know there's a lot of ministers. They, they develop every, 20, every year this new book. I thought, man, this book is so rich and so good. We could just do this book over and over and over again. Many of us have been praying and fasting this past week. We did a time of worship here at the church. We had a, we had a, it was a worship lunch without lunch. <laughs> it was really cool. We got to feed our spirit. Amen. Acts chapter 13, verse 1 through 3 says, now in the church that I was at, that it was at, whoo, now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tartarch, Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. Now, do you think the Holy Spirit himself just kind of manifested himself? Or were there certain teachers and prophets at Antioch, and somebody said, thus saith the Lord. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit began to move, and he began to talk, and he said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. They have been teaching and training, but now God was moving him into the call of their apostolic ministry. And through these times of prayer and fasting, God said, now separate unto me. As we've been seeking and praying to the Lord, there can come a divine moment in our lives where he begins to speak to you and begins to speak to you and begins to speak to you and says, now separate unto me, Joe. Now separate unto me, Jill, for the work whereunto I have called them. Your life can change in a moment. These days of prayer and fasting are setting us up for a divine encounter with God where God begins to take you where you are and move you into your divine destiny. Can you say amen? Come on. God wants to talk to us. God is bringing a group of well-known ministers. We're going through a time of preparation. And the third thing, it also involves prophecy as well. Wouldn't it be amazing to have prophetic services without prophecy? There will be prophecy as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, and then we'll look at 3 and 4. It says, pursue love. I really like how the Apostle Paul does that, pursue love. 
Now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest commandment, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The second greatest commandment, love your neighbor as you love yourself. There's actually three people there, loving God, loving your neighbor, and loving yourself as well. Pursue love, not desire spiritual gifts, and then we'll maybe we'll get around to love at some point. No, let's put love first. Let's put love first. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Did you know that spiritual gifts, desiring that is a God desire? That is a good desire? That is a pure desire? How many of you in here would say, Cameron, I, I desire spiritual gifts in my life? Yeah. For the benefit of all, right? Now I'm going to do something for you this morning. Because I want to show you how, how practical and easy this can be. Christianity. Sometimes it, maybe it gets a little too high or too far off or hard to attain. We have not because we ask not. But if you'd like spiritual gifts in your life, I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, you've seen our hearts and you've seen our, our, our desire. And your word says desire spiritual gifts. So right now the desire of our heart is to, to desire those things. And we ask for them as you will. As you will, Lord, we thank you that there will be a deposit in our lives as we prepare ourselves and we move up to this awesome, powerful, anointed weekend, that there would be a spiritual deposit in our lives and also that we would prophesy in Jesus' name. Amen. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Verse 3, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, builds himself up. But he who prophesies edifies the church. In your notes, this word prophecy means to edify, exhort, or comfort. Edification means to build up. The prophetic word will come and it will build us up. It also, exhortation means to stir up. The prophetic God, the prophetic word will stir up, stir us up, and, uh, and move us and motivate us. And it will also comfort us. It will bind us, bind us up and heal us and put us back together as well. How many of you know a prophetic word can bring healing to your body. I'm reminded that Jesus would actually just send a word, just speak a word and be healed. I want you to come. I, I want you to be healed as well. I, I just right now, I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of pausing because I'm sensing that the Lord ha has a heart to heal, right? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with power, he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. There, there is a healer where two or three are gathered together in his name. Here he is in the midst of us. I would like us all just, just quick. Let me do some, I'm a little off script right now. Just bow our heads. Is there anybody here who just needs, needs, a, needs a, a word of healing over their life? If you, I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm not going to call you out. I'm just going to pray for you where you are. Yeah. Anybody else need healing in their bodies? See, there's hands all over. This, this, is a, this is a need. Lord, right now, you, you see our hands, and there's the, the physical implication. There, there's uh, emotions that need to be restored. There's soul scars. There's all kinds of things. But, Lord, I'm just trusting in you, Lord, that you said that um, pray, we need to pray for those that are sick, Lord. Right now, I just pray right now you just reach out, touch, heal, restore, bind up. Set loose those that are in bondage, Lord. Heal our physical bodies, Lord. We thank you that by your stripes we were healed. And I thank you for your healing power and touch in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
And that's what a prophetic word can do. It can come to bind up, to comfort. In John chapter 10, verse 1 through 4, it says, this is Jesus actually talking. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. We went a little deeper here in verse 11. Jesus reveals himself saying, I am the good shepherd. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. Do you know that God knows your name, and he knows your middle name, and he knows your last name? And the one scripture says he knows, he, he knows the number of hairs all over our head. And I, I thought about why is he telling us that he knows? It, if you know the hair on every, every person's head, you know everything there is to know. He knows down to the most minute detail. He knows your name. When you call in or send a prayer to God, if he had a cell phone, your name pops up on his phone. It, it doesn't come up unknown caller. It doesn't come up spam. I think my, my wife was in worship. She was like, man, I'm getting a spam call. No. When you call up to God, your name is coming in. He calls his sheep by name. Now watch. And leads them out. Verse 4. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. This is what I wanted to get to. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Did you know that God is still speaking today? He's still speaking personally to you. He's still th speaking through a prophetic word to you. How many of you have, have ever spoken to someone in the world? You've spoken to a friend or you've spoken to your parent and you, you recognize their voice. My, my son Cyrus said, Dad, how can, I, how can I know if God talks? And I said, Son, if I can talk to you and I'm your natural father, how much more can our heavenly father speak to you? God is still speaking today. Come on. <clears throat> There's a few things. Uh, our responsibility towards prophecy. I love this verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 through 21. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast that which is good. Why are we not going to despise prophecies? Because guess what? In this church, excuse me, still working through a cold a little bit. In this house, we are bringing in proven ministers of God who have known ministries we have a relationship with. We're in the right context of the local church. We're, you know, we're not off somewhere bringing in random people off the street. No, we're bringing in proven ministers of God with relationship in the right context of the local church under the covering of our wonderful Awesome shepherds, pastors, Doug and Lois. Another thing we need to do is we need to believe. The Bible talks about a certain group of people. It says the word of God didn't profit them. It was not mixed with faith in them <clears throat> that heard the word. But we're not going to be like that. We'll be ones that we hear the word and believe the word. It was said of Abraham. I love this about Abraham. It said Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. I was with a group of ministers in Uganda on a mission trip. And we began to talk about that and talk about our life and the impact we'd make on the world. And we began to uh, just talk. How would we want to be remembered at the end of our lives? And I thought, you know, I really like Abraham, how Abraham believed God. I wish it was said of me at the end of my days, Cameron believed God or Jennifer believed God or Lynn believed God. The, the word of God is going to come, but we need to mix it with faith in our hearts, and we need to believe the word that is spoken. 
Have you ever heard of an unbelieving believer? The whole thing sounds like an anomaly, doesn't it? <clears throat> but we will be ones that believe. In your notes, here's my challenge for you this morning. In Jeremiah chapter 29, <clears throat> verse 11 through 13, it says, Now, I want, I want you to see this as God speaking personally to you right now. Remember, he knows every hair in your head. He knows your first name, middle name. He knows last name. He knows where you live. He knows your challenges. He knows your struggles. He knows your pains. He knows your questions that you're asking. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you and you and you and you and you and everyone in here. I know, the, I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Do you know that every person in here, God has a future and a hope for you. You are not outside of that desire. I have a future and a hope for you. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. I will listen to you. God is not going to turn a deaf ear to you. And you will, in your notes, seek me, find me. When you search for me with all of your heart. As we move into these prophetic meetings this weekend, this is what I want us to focus on. I want us to focus on. I want us to seek. I want us to find. And I want us to search. I want us to be in our prayer and fasting, in our devotionals. But I thought what I'd like to do this morning, as we move towards our prophetic meetings, I want to make another push in worship this morning. I've asked Garrison and the team to come up and prepare a song for us. And I would like us to stand this morning and let's spend a little time right now preparing our hearts by seeking, searching, and finding this morning. Now to arise, lead out. We receive. 
everybody to just stay standing, but let's bow our heads this morning. Jesus said in that verse we read that he calls his sheep by name and they know his voice. And I believe this morning God is speaking to many of you who have not asked or invited Jesus into your heart and yet he is calling you by name right now. I would love to pray for you where you are. Could you raise your hand this morning if you'd like to invite Jesus into your life this morning. I see that hand. 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 Ma'am, I see that hand. Any other? God is, God is speaking to you right now, calling you by name. Anybody else? Don't let this moment pass you by. He's calling you by name. Would you like to? Would you like to invite him into your heart? Raise your hand. All right, I'd like everybody, thank you, sir, I see that hand. 
I'd like, I'm going to pray. I'd like everybody to repeat after me this morning. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I confess my sins to you. I ask you to come into my heart. I call you the Lord of my life. Thank you for dying for me. Lead me into my future and destiny. Lead me by the way I should go. I love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give, give everybody a good hand clap that raise your hand. I also want to do something else. We're going to continue to worship a little longer. I would like the prayer team to come forward this morning. If there's anybody in here who say, I have a need, there's something I, I need some prayer support with. Maybe there's a physical illness that you would like someone just to, to pray for you about. We're going to have this, this prayer team up here this morning, and I would like you to invite up for prayer. Also, if you did ask Jesus into your life, please text this word SAVED to 360-382-1244. There will be a short film, uh, a form for you to fill out. You can put your name on there. We get to know who you are, we, any prayer requests that you have. If you'd like to be baptized, you can put that in there as well. If there's a, a class you'd like to sign up for, just text the word SAVE to that number and we can get to learn and know more about you. Come on up for prayer this morning as we continue to worship for a little while longer. We receive your name. Father, we receive your freedom. We receive your name. Shower down, shower down. We Like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love when you come like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love when you come like a flood, like a flood. this day we thank you for this
this morning. We thank you for what you've done in our lives today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are speaking to us. We prepare our hearts today and this upcoming week for what you want to do this upcoming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with the visiting ministers. Lord, you are good, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming today. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day.